Mkacho Chisape Mpumalanga Yokana Irise FM and I'm in conversation now with should I say newly but I mean she's been in the office for the past 14 days so she she kind of gets the feel of what's the uh, you know what's at stake the executive mayor of the city of Mbombela joins us now Spongile uh, well councillor Spongile Makushe I hope I said that gosh executive mayor very good evening to you Sabonga Kulskansako Good evening to yourself and the listeners at home. But usually, yeah. people put an H on my surname, yeah. and I always have a problem with it. So it's M A K U, that Makushe. Okay, Makushe. Okay. Okay. So, Executive Mayor, you know, looking at the fact that you you are now the elected Executive Mayor of the city of Mbombela. Does it put pressure on, 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 I suppose, you know, your tenure as a mayor compared to the other mayors because you are the mayor of the capital city of the province? Well, I suppose uh, it would put more pressure on me on the basis that we in the city, we the biggest municipality that is there, and also when you are a big city responsible for such a huge budget, Sure. That it must tell you that your responsi- responsibilities go a bit further than others. Sure. Because our communities actually expect that there's value for money. Mm. So their taxes must result in services. Mm. So definitely, those are some of the pressures that we're having. Considering the fact that apparently I'm still a bit youngish. Yeah, yeah. Huh? <laughs> so as a young mayor, there's a lot of skepticism going on around there. Yeah. Will she be able to do it? Will she not be able? The only thing left for us is to ensure that we act so that people see that we are capable, irrespective of our age. Executive Mayor, not only it's about age, also the fact that if my memory serves me well, you're the first female to be the Executive Mayor of the city. And having also, you know, the provincial government flagged some areas that form part of the city, like Gapogwen, as the epicenter or the hotspot for GBV. How would you be tackling some of these issues? Well, we need to correct something first. Sure. I'm not the first mayor of the city, the first female mayor of the city. Dead. I think I'm the third. Okay. Because there were others before me. It's just that apparently I'm the youngest of all of them, okay, sure. including male and female. Now, well, you speak of Gapogwini. I'm from there. Mm. Born and bred at Gapogwini, 1245. The issues of gender-based violence, most of our issues lie on what I believe is an issue of upbringing. I believe that if we raise our boy children, our girl children correctly to respect everyone, then we would not be facing issues of gender-based violence. Now, most of what government has been doing when it comes to gender-based violence issues, mm-hmm. it's a matter of we go do your awareness and whatnot. I would want my administration to impact on people to a point that they stop the matter of just talking about it and acting. Now, if you are abused or your neighbor is being abused, we want to encourage a culture of reporting this culprits so they can be persecuted because that would be one way of dealing with it so that it is seen that we are really dealing with it, not talking about it mm. so people can't do it anymore like obvious when i'm manjing it piece you see ngala mm. will not do it the next day so that's what we're looking for action 
government-oriented government. Mm. The city of Mbombela's executive mayor is my guest this evening. She's here in the studios of Rise FM. I invite you as well to form part of the conversation by simply dialing on 072-885-7702. That's just gone exactly seven minutes just after uh, eight. Executive mayor, let's talk about tomorrow. Um, tomorrow you've convened a business community into a venue. What is it about the business, um, I suppose, community or the business of the city that you 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 intend to introduce yourself to them and as well as what what sort of plans are at play with that community? Now, some of the things that maybe the city of Mambela does not know about me is that at some point in my life I was in business. I was the regional deputy chairperson of the Youth Chamber of Commerce and Industries in the region of Eshanzin. One of the things that I'm most passionate about is your local economic development. So when you get into the space with business people, we need to have them in in the same level ground so we understand what they bring to the city and what we could bring to them. Because from businesses, we'll need also your investment so that they come into play, so that there could be economic activity. When there's economic activity, we then delve into the space where we could speak now of revenue collection. Because if people have money, they'll pay your rates. People are employed. People will be buying and whatnot. It goes back to our taxes. It comes back as an equitable share to the city. And then we have money for services. So that's part of the reason why we need to create an environment that is enabling for businesses to thrive. But also that partnerships that we bring, it will then raise your issues of uh, employment. When people have businesses, they employ people. Those that are employed, then they can put food on the table. That's basically the relationship we want to be building. So there's no, there's nothing specifically. Sure. But I'm saying to business people out there, come into the table. Let's sit over a cup of coffee or breakfast for that matter and ensure that we invest in the city and ensure we open up spaces for young people in particular and everyone for development of the city. There's something I've seen uh, since you, I suppose you were elected as mayor, just from the municipalities front of things, um, you know, transparency. Uh, I, I've been seeing videos, uh, I think I've seen about two or three of them, where um, they're just openly doing the tender bidding process live. Is that part of what your administration is all about? Yes, most definitely. When I got in and I did my, was it an acceptance speech, so they call it. (laughs) Basically, what I spoke of is for us to build a city that would be transparent and try to move towards corruption-free city. Now, if everything is transparent, that then tells you that we'll gain confidence of the community. Imagine a situation where you have given me your one billion rent and you don't know how it's supposed to be used or how it has been used and who is giving you this particular service. So if we are open and transparent about everything, we gain the trust back of our citizens. And while gaining the trust back of our citizens, we ensure that it is not only our friends who are getting tenders, but it is competent and qualified businesses that can deliver services to our people. So that's one of the things we're introducing to the city and ensuring that it will go on and on until the end of the term. Because one other thing that people usually do, they get into office, they get excited, they put in a lot of things in place, and then Bona themselves, they want to go haywire, and then they stop some of these things. Mm. So it's a commitment that I'm making to the citizens of Mbombela.
that we are going to remain accountable. Sure. We are going to remain trans- transparent mm. and we will fight corruption at every time it raises its head. Sure. I mean, today it's anti-corruption, uh, International Anti-Corruption Day. And I suppose such conversations are very important around transparency and just keeping, you know, the municipalities uh, rather maybe policies open there for everyone to see and how the municipalities run. But maybe let's talk about the Auditor General's report uh, last year. I mean, it flagged the municipality for having financial performance regress and as well as, uh, say, flagging issues around liquidity in the municipality. You know, m- maybe talk us through um, how are you going to improve the situation in your administration? Well, firstly, one needs to understand the financial background of the municipality. Secondly, you come into office, you need to know how much you have in the bank, if you have any. Then from there, you create systems that are going to ensure that everything that you do is according to the book. Because when your auditors general come into play, they'll, they'll flag on your fruitless expenditures and whatnot. You must ensure that if everything goes according to the book, you don't inquire your fruitless, fruitless expenditures or unnecessary for or wasteful expenditures on that matter. So you're not red flagged. Mm. So those are some of the things that we need to look at. And for that to happen, that means you must start having a situation where you always have your monthly meetings with your auditors, normally you'll get your monthly reports sure. from your auditors and then you'll ensure that you have weekly meetings with them. These one-on-ones assist generally in ensuring that you, the smooth sailing in the city because when you, are, when you have that open-door policy, even as a mayor, sure. then people come to your office. You can also call them in and say, where to from here? Remember, um, if you were a Facebook friend of mine, I posted... I think this week yeah. on my Facebook post, others are saying you must get off Facebook, but I think that's where people would get to see the real me. Sure. I said leadership is a process. It's not a position. So in this process, all of us, and ensure that everything like this city goes accordingly. Bumalanga, if you just hopped into the conversation, I'm chatting to the executive mayor of the city of Mbombela, Councillor Sbongile Makushe. She's my guest this evening. And uh, we're looking at some of the issues that have engulfed the municipality for years and also what is at stake ahead of her tenure in the, in the um, I suppose, in the municipality. Executive mayor, um, you know, we, we, we normally say, judge me by what I've done, right? The city of Mbombela has quite a number of issues, as I suppose, service delivery issues. I mean, we have issues of water, uh, issues of, of, of electricity. The list goes on. But now the question is, as an executive mayor now of the city, uh, how does your 90-day uh, top of agenda look like? What should the people of the city judge you on post-90 days, having served 14 days already in the office? <laughs> oh, thank you very much. It's, it's as if you know what is happening in the city. The first meeting I had with my um, general managers in the city and the municipal managers that, listen, we need to come and sit down. I don't want to go on, on, on TV and newspapers and look pretty. We need to get our dots on the row and then ensure that Singena and dig in with our hands in the dirty mud. One of the things, not necessarily one of the things, but most of the things that we looked at in Bombella particularly, we have the issue of, I don't know if I can call it water shortages, but we've got a water crisis sure. in Bombella. We've got basically 
bad road infrastructure. Part of the programs when we're speaking on that, on the water issue, well, community members would not really want to hear it, but sometimes we play a role in ensuring that we've got problems or crises when it comes to water. There's a lot of uh, water leakages that are caused by illegal connections. So part of the programs that I have in the 90 days or the first 100 days in office is that we need to ensure that we still have the leaks, ensure that we don't have leaks. There are some places where we need to put on boreholes. We've sorted that out. Procurement has been done. We are going to ensure people have boreholes. See, disconnect where we need to disconnect illegal connections. We've got a crisis also. Uh, we had a minister. We had the minister of of water. I think two days ago. Monday and Tuesday. Monday and Tuesday. When I entered that meeting, you would swear that someone said she has just come in, ask the question. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> but basically, what had happened was that in that meeting, we we get in, we present, and everything else. Sure. Now a message goes directly to the minister, and it says it says to the minister, "Listen, minister, come to." Kuchua and Buga, for that matter. It's in Kampogeni areas and Nsigazi zone where I come from. There are people selling water there. Now, you need to look at it and say, listen, we are not in the business of selling water. Sure. What do we then do about that? Mm. Because it's private water tankers. Sure. As a city, we need to be clear that we do not promote, neither condone the, the selling of water. So we can't be selling water to our communities. Therefore, what does that say to us? Because our people don't have water. It says ensure that they have infrastructure, they've got networks that are going to their houses to ensure they have water. That's part of one of the biggest priorities we have. Secondly, on the issue of electricity, I was even speaking to the MMC yesterday because she's a returning MMC to say, listen, I want the city to be lighted everywhere. So now we've got what the term Abu Apollo, your highest light. Sure. Part of the program that we are doing for the next uh, 100 days is to ensure Guti Ayakai. Part of the program that we are putting in place is to ensure that our street, street lights Ayakai. Mm. You go to, to your issues of uh, community services where we need to... When you come that site, you like it. It's, dead. it's bad. Also, it's, it's bad. bad for tourism. Thank you. It is not only dirty... We've got potholes. We've got roads when you go to your Hazerview site because they must go via Hazerview when they go to your schools and whatnot. That needs regraveling, pothole fixing or resealing for that matter. So those are some of the things that we want to do because generally most of my 100 days are themed around that, that it must be service delivery driven. Where people would illegal dumping site, they need to be cleared. We need to go into the spaces and ensure that the illegal dumping site, we clear them, we clean and everything accordingly. Mm. So that's part of, because I can't now unpack everything, sure. you know, but that's basically some of the things that need to be done. Because part of the vision that we have is to, if I can put it as I would say, have, is that we've got a city city planning department in the city. Sure. I would love to see it divided. Then you have your city planning that deals with your city planning. Then you've got your LED and tourism specifically because when you 
deal with local economic development and tourism. That's where it's going to come in and then we're going to start saying, listen, how do we have people coming to our city if our city is not even clean? How do we come to a city where the city does not even have proper roads? So those initiatives takes you back to saying deliver services promptly and efficiently. Executive Mayor, just because of the time, I would have loved to engage you on that point of the city planning, right? I mean, you and I primarily spend our time in the city and you're looking at the economic shift in the city. I mean, there was a huge investment on on the shopping mall that is just adjacent to where we are now, where the economy is completely shifted to another zone, uh, leaving those uh, areas devastated in terms of just money circulating in that industry or in, in, in I suppose in that square. I'd like to to hear a plan around some of those you know, just small details of economic shift around the city planning that you're talking about. All right, thank you. You know, one of the things we usually say is that people go where money is. Sure. Investors invest where they're going to get most profit because they're business people. Now, if you have land parcels in the city and you don't engage prior with the investors and the landowners, they would build am I going to tell you what you're building in your own land? But if we have a relationship, as I was saying, you were highlighting that we're going to meet business tomorrow. If we start having this relationship with this business people and ensure that before anything happens as a city, we know where it's going, then we can start engaging on how it will benefit everyone at the end of everything else. Mm. Now, what is happening, not only because now you'll be concentrated in the city center, we have issues of, City planning, in a way, because even in your Gapogweni or your Bejugufa or your wherever, those are part of the city because it's a it's a it's a council uh, land or whatever else. Mm. Now you have even chiefs in that place or Nitin Tinduna for that matter, sure. who would sell land to people even on top of mountain areas, <laughs> and then the city must now bring roads and water and whatnot. If you also have a relationship with your chiefs and your tribal leaders and everything, you come into one space and you say, listen, before we we sell anything or see Kongi, because they don't sell by a Kong, but Kongi in a certain area to even have, whether it's a mini location or whatnot, you start by saying, come to us, then we agree on how we are going to plan around, then we put bulk infrastructure. Because the problem is that if there's no bulk infrastructure structure of water or sanitation or roads and everything, how are we then going to develop that place either to become a township or a mini city? Because even in those areas, you get your plazas and everything. That is why you'll get business always shifting because we are not planning accordingly. Mm. So as we divide the, the, the city planning, they will concentrate mainly on that and we'll ensure that competent people are in the space. We have city planners in the in the space that know exactly what needs to happen. And when we speak our vision to them, they will know how to implement it at the end of the day. Because we politicians, we speak what we need happening. Sure. Then we've got technicians and engineers yeah. who will implement. Executive Mayor, I really want to thank you for availing yourself this evening. Just for, for us to have this quick chat, I really, really honor it. And I suppose you have a complimentary message here. It says, uh, we're welcoming our, uh, our new from the box, Honorable Mayor. It is clear that hands must be on deck. Uh, can she also deal decisively with corruption in the city of Mombela? Because we need clean audits 
Uh, this message is from Usipo Mota, who's uh, at Teguane South. Thank you very much, Sipo Mota. It is very noted. Executive Mayor, really appreciate you on this evening. And uh, we also want to thank your guest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, little did we know that you don't, uh, I suppose you are now the rose among the thorns, right? Yes, I am. Eh? <laughs> really appreciate having you on. You're on Rise of Fem in 60 Minutes. It's an open line throughout the course of the program. 072